calling all video game toy and comic vendors. Saturday, May 30th at the Superkick Columbus Indoor Soccer Arena in Lewis Center, Ohio comes the 2020 Torg Gaming Expo. The Torg Gaming Expo will offer a wide variety of comics, toys, video games, as well as door prizes, art, arcades, special guests, panels, and video game tournaments. The Expo will be hosting the Classic Tetris World Championship Midwest Qualifier during this event. Finalists will win a trip to Oregon for the finals and a cash grand prize. For vendors who would like to attend the Expo, don't miss the Early Bird Special, where you get an 8-foot table for $40 until February 1st. Want to be involved with the Expo but don't want a table? Become a sponsor. Multiple spots are available and will be advertised to attendees, but act fast because spots are limited. The 2020 Torg Gaming Expo, presented by the Candair Podcast. For more details or to sign up as a vendor or sponsor, go to torgevents.com. Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And by God, we're doing something this week that I'm really excited about. You know, in the name of our show, it says comics, but so rarely, it seems anymore, since episode 300, did we talk comics. Right. It's not that we don't, but they just kind of get pushed in the corner. And uh, the recent theme, uh, I guess, uh, since we had Brian Volkweiss on the show recently, the uh, creator of The Toys That Made Us, and you know he was just on the show promoting Season 3, which I don't know if you guys have seen yet, but yeah, I've seen awesome. half of it. It's been really good. It's been really good. Uh, we decided to keep the theme rolling and talk about the comics that made the three of us mm-hmm. sitting yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But after I sat and thought about it, I was like, man, I got some shit to talk about here, I think. so Sweet. Yeah, plus I found some comic uh, comics over the weekend that uh, I think we're going to enjoy. Okay. I think you're going to enjoy. <laughs> I'm a little scared. <laughs> a sinister smile on my face for the listeners at home. Yes, yeah, see, so. Or the, uh, the red, the red, what's, what's the heck? The, the stuntman. Moving right along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what you're hearing, uh, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandarePod. And for $5 a month, you can get access to the Candare Patreon pod. Now, we have been talking a lot here about our Patreon page, and there's an overhaul coming uh, after the first of the year. We're going to make a new video for it, change the tiers up, have a few new prize options. And we're just going to put more uh, content up there for you. And though we haven't come up with any original ideas yet as to what we're <laughs> going to do uh, for a set album, uh, there is one thing we have. We have, Jack, how long ago was it we made that? It was episode 106. So however how long that was ago. It's been, what, three, four years ago, I'd say. What? The Star Wars thing. Was it that long? I guess, yeah. Actually, yeah, it was yeah. that long because The Force Awakens was. Yeah, yeah. that's five years okay. Ago. Yeah, they, it, we put it online the same day Force Awakens come out. Mm-hmm. So, but then I pulled it because <laughs> I, I wasn't uh, super stoked on the acting in it and I don't think it was resonating quite as well 
as uh, we'd hoped. But what I'm referring to is we had played the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game, like a D&D kind of game. Tabletop game. Tabletop game, thank you. And then uh, after we took the results the you know of our characters and then we scripted the whole thing and the sound effects made an hour and a half long Star Wars adventure that I thought came out pretty darn cool. It did, it really did. But, you know, I think I'm looking at it through a mother's eyes too, <laughs> at yeah, the oh, same yeah. time. <laughs> So, uh, you know, outsiders looking in, I'm sure going to be like, what the fuck is this? But I don't know. I Again, I find it See cool. if you can do it. Yeah, we'll see you do any fucking better. <laughs> We're going to put that on the Patreon page. And uh, so let that be incentive. Again, an hour and a half long radio drama of Star Wars that we did about three, four years ago. Chop full of sound effects, uh, all kinds of characters. I, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool little adventure. So, yeah, Brandy? Put- yeah, it was really put. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> but you just listened to yeah. it. I did just listen to it, and it was really well put together. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd listen to it again. Give me that bag of money. <laughs> Very good. Thank <laughs> you, Randy, for that testimony. That not paid for testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Wizards done for the year, right? They're done. Hey, if you liked watching video games, go to our Facebook page because I'm streaming games. There it is. Yeah. Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Fallen Order, right? Jedi Fallen Order. Yep, Jedi Fallen Order. There you go. How long are you going to do that? Just till you get through the story mode? Cool. Yeah. Are you going to get another game then or what? Mm -hmm. I'll think of something. There you go. Maybe get some retro old arcade games since I have the ROMs for them. Like Spider-Man. Are you dubbing this Candy Arcade? No. For the time being, or no? Nope, it's just Candair. It's on our regular Candair page. We got rid of that Candair Arcade one, because it made no sense. I see. All right. Well, there you have it, Pete. There you go. There you go. I, that game's trending, so mm-hmm. if you want to yeah. see see some shit happening... That's good. I like it. Yeah. That's what I hear. Speaking of that, that's the, I have a comic for our round table here, Ooh. based off of that. Ooh. Excited I am. Anything else, gentlemen? All right. Well, I don't think we're doing a uh, roundtable this week just because we're talking comics, the comics that made us. I guess that could be the roundtable. Fuck it. Let's do the roundtable title show. <laughs> it's showtime. Got it, dude. Spend no expense. All right, now we're now now that the title has played and I feel comfortable, let's talk about comics. Or wait, we were going to play an Ask Dave in here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had. Let's go ahead and just do that really quick. Yeah, Yeah, we we were uh, before we were talking. You know, this episode seems like it's chock full of things we used to do. Again, spend time actually talking about comics, (laughs) and we've also got uh, heroes lined up for us. I forgot to totally say that at the top of the episode. Uh, What was that? Real World Heroes. That was the name of the segment. Yeah, so since we're doing uh, things that, from yesteryear, we're going to do another thing from yesteryear and give you guys some of our holiday Ask Daves that have just been sitting in the closet with the ornaments getting dusty. So without further ado, here is the first Christmas Ask Dave episode we have for you. He can be naughty and nice and still get presents. It's Ask Dave. What's your favorite Christmas food? My favorite Christmas food, I would have to say mashed potatoes in the gravy on it. You know, there's, I mean, homemade potatoes, you know. That sounds good. Or maybe even a baked potato. That's the same thing. Oh, baked potatoes are good. And then uh, put some gravy on that and, (laughs) you know, you know, but... 
Christmas, man, a lot of people make a lot of the fucking desserts. That, yeah. That fucking Fruitcake. Oh, shit. Man. <laughs> Who wants that shit? Come on. Not just me. Make, just make some food. Not yeah. Food. Waste, you're wasting your time. Yeah, bring a box of tacos or something yeah, like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't want your fucking gelatin bullshit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, it's got carrots and all this bullshit. What yeah. the who fucking puts carrots in fucking Jello or gelatin <laughs> shit, man? I haven't had that Jello. Just give us some solid food. Man. There you go. And there you have it. No gelatin bullshit. No with carrots. <laughs> For uh, people who don't know what Ask Dave is, this was a person I used to live next door to. Uh, my my old neighbor who became a good friend, really good guy, really good guy. Jack, you met him a few times. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, but uh, boy, you fa- I found asking him those kind of questions was just you get some of the best re- humorous yeah. results, and boy, you got to get a microphone in front of somebody like that now, don't you? Some that's people not, they need a microphone. Yeah, yeah, that's gold right there. It's an obligation to get mm-hmm. a microphone in front of a, 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 a such a unicorn, I guess, right? <laughs> well, oh. you know, with all the uh, the throwback stuff we're doing on this episode, should almost title it Throwback Thursday since we. Launch it on Thursdays. Oh, there you go. Look at this clever son of a bitch here. But then the whole comics that made us will kind of fall flat with. Now I got to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cross that path. We'll yeah. see how the episode turns out first. So, the comics that made us, gentlemen. Where do we begin? Where do we start? I think we all said we have about three, four entries. I say we just go around uh, from right. top to bottom. Who wants to start? I'll go first. Go first. I'm the oldest. <laughs> Makes sense. Age before beauty. <laughs> Go on, Grandpa Jack. <laughs> Tell us another story. Well, back in elementary school, it's not the superhero comics necessarily, but the funny cartoony ones. Well, kind of like the funny newspapers, but not mm. really. There is actually in book form Garfield. Oh, dude. Okay. I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know what? I used to read Garfield all the time oh, when yeah. I was little, going to the library at school and you have already dug books. you've dug back deeper than my list even goes. <laughs> you have. You have. And I feel embarrassed I didn't think of that. There were the, the long books like yeah, this, yep, weren't yeah, they? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I had some too. It was Garfield and uh, peanuts I had too. My great grandmother had some peanuts had. here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, that was really about it. I mean what's kind of funny is the Garfield and Friends TV show, they ended up pulling like little short snippets, like a Garfield with a spider. Okay, you'd be sitting there, and the spider would come up, and you end up swatting it and killing the oh, spider, really? or something like that. They so like they quick, put some of those in like there. filler static material. They just like refer to a strip and throw it in. Yeah, because there'd be like maybe what three three cartoons on the show. Two of them were probably like what ten minutes, and then there'd just be like a quick three minute mm-hmm. one that was ba- pretty much based off the comic strips. The Garfield and Friends. That was a fun show. Yeah, I used it was. to enjoy yeah. that show. I remember the, there was the duck who had the. Wade, the, the inner tube. Yeah, he had the inner tube with the the duck head on it, and like wherever he would looked, look around, he would look yeah. <laughs> like his expressions. It would mimic his expressions all the time. He was the best part of that show. That was a fun show. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. I watched the hell of it on Netflix a couple years ago. I want to. Is, is it, it on there? It was. I don't know if it still is. I thought it was like that newer version. that was like 3D, the 3D animated. Yeah, that's a Nickelodeon one or something Ugh. like that. I think. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. So the they're br- they're bringing the Garfield movie to Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I wonder if they're going to bring the cartoon series. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know that cartoon. Does Disney own Garfield? They must. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who? I don't know. Who don't they own anymore? I know, right? I, I know, just found out keep... yesterday that they bought Power Rangers for a short time and 
couldn't keep them. That was hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> Bought them and then sold them in like a year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah. that. I could not believe it. Uh, Ron Wasserman, when he was on, was telling us that story, and I oh, could really? not believe it. Like I've never heard of Disney <clears throat> being like playing hot potato with the property. You know, <laughs> like, like, take it back, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, those books. That has to be my first introduction to comics, aside from uh, the newspaper itself. Right. And yeah. and uh, I mean, when it came to newspaper funny strips, Sunday was where it was at. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Sunday, yeah. not only was that thing a hell of a lot beefier, but that shit was in color, yes, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. That, and that's like where two, it was. Two whole pages of comics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. What was your go-tos? Oh, boy. Uh, Sherman's Lagoon. Loved Sherman's Lagoon. I think that came later. That wasn't going when I was a kid. I remember that one. I, I remember the artwork better than that actual strip on that one. I don't. Um, I don't think that was where we didn't have that one in ours. But I've seen it before. I, I obviously like Family Circus was always good for a quick lark. Those are usually just the one circle ones. Yeah. yeah. Um. What was it? Uh, Blondie and Dagwood. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were a little older. They weren't quite as funny, What's but they're the fucking dog. Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Oh, Marmaduke. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. those were good. I remember uh the Prince Valiant comics. Remember I those? Hated those. I did too. But as a kid, what really intrigued me about them was that they continued into each other mm-hmm. each other. Right. Like all the other comics, you know, were just a quick like self, <laughs> self-contained. Yeah, quick lark, laugh, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Where those, you'd have to keep coming back. And I was like, well, we get the Sunday paper already. So I'm right there with you. I never read them, but I cut them out and kept them every week just so, like, I could have that entire book. (laughs) So I eventually then, like, got a bunch of notebook paper, taped them to the pages of the notebook paper, stapled them together on the spine, and had, like, a whole Prince Valiant book that I had no interest in. But that was fun (laughs) shit to do. It was fun to collect this shit and put it together. And, yeah, Yeah. but, I mean, it was nothing to look at. Trust me, I was really young. Um, For me, it was uh, Get Fuzzy. I know that was a little bit later, but... uh, I never heard of that one. Get Fuzzy. Is that the the long-necked cat? Yeah, in the Sharpay. In the Penguin? No, I think that's something else. It was a cat and a Sharpay and... I know what you're talking about. That was... I don't know what it was, but I know. Yeah, it was like a real messed up looking cat. Yeah, like yeah. tweak the fuck out looking <laughs> yeah. cat. Yeah, I know. He had like one great big eye, a small eye, and yeah. his hair was like on the end. <laughs> okay, like, no. Yeah, that was something. No, that's not Eek the cat. That was a whole different show. Oh, Eek yeah. the cat. That shit was funny. <laughs> that was a good show. I remember Jeff was uh, Jeff that, like that used to be on this show. Mm-hmm. He was. Die Hard Eek the Cat. Yeah. Anytime that come on, he'd just light up like a fucking <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> I think I remember that. That was the purple cat, right? It was. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. oh, Fox Kids, I think it was on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the, anyway, sorry. I mean, divert. What else do you have on Sunday Funnies? I used to read The Phantom. The Phantom. Oh, yeah, I remember we, those. We those were reprints. Were they? So, I, I figured. Yeah. I mean, it looked like... I think maybe Prince Valiant's were, too, okay. to be honest with you. I mean, a lot of stuff in there was. Uh, I mean, Peanuts still runs, and those are obviously... Well, yeah, those Peanuts, were... Right? They had to be. Does Garfield still run? Sure. I, have, I haven't seen a Sunday paper in ages. 
I wouldn't be surprised, though. I mean, even if it's reprints, I'm sure they've got something in there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a staple. I always ha- hated seeing Kathy comics in the in the paper. They always irritated me because it was yeah. like, oh, grown-up. Gro- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, grown-up comics and yeah. shit. And then, like, Dilbert, I always found him intriguing because of how he looked. He had the very Drew Carey slash Wallace and Gromit kind of thing mm-hmm. happening okay. with him. But... Uh, then when you read the comic, you're like, oh, it's very, very fucking dry office humor. Right? Yeah, I didn't have that kind of job, so I didn't understand it quite yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as you get older, you do. Yeah. But as a kid, you don't do not. BC uh, was always a good one. Was that the oh, yeah. caveman, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. yep. Or uh, Hagger the Horrible. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. He was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool. All right. Uh, that was your pick, right? The Sunday Funnies or no? No, that was... That was him. Yep. Okay. All right, so for me, I'm going to cheat just a little bit on this one. Um, it, it was a comic, but it was on a CD. So when I my first like comic experience was my parents got me Giant X-Men number one, but it was an interactive comic. Oh, okay. So it was literally like the comic strip, but they would have like each panel would have like a sound bite you'd click on that would add like a background noise. Sneak. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I remember sitting multiple times and just spend hours like going through and clicking. And then the, at the main screen, they had like little character bios about the different X Men. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that was before the uh, like the X Men TV show, the animated, or at least that I was watching it. So like I kind of got a bunch of background information, and then I like lost uh-huh. my mind when I saw them on like Fox Kids. Sure, so, sure. So yeah, that was kind of my first experiences. That's cool. I you know I uh, never had anything like that. Never had any interactive comics. It makes me think of though. I had a lot of interesting CD ROMs after we got our computer. We had Windows ninety five was our first computer. Okay, and um. Spider-Man, when it was on TV and it was big shit, it had its own serial. It was like the real fluffy, like, checks. Webs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like webs. With yeah. marshmallows. And I, th- they were good. I mean, it's every serial USA, right. really. But <laughs> yeah. um, I think it was the same thing the Turtles did, actually. But instead of webs, it was nets to catch the bad guys with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Going out on a limb there, yeah. uh, General Mills or whoever you were. But... One time in the box, like, the toy you got was a CD-ROM. And okay. it was a Spider-Man cartoon maker. Dude, I've played this. Okay, Have you? Ahead. Yes. And oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, is that where, like, it was like a stamp? You could, like, move the stamp and they would, like, animate? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you could put a stamp here and then, like, on one side of the room and then put a stamp on the other. Mm-hmm. And you could adjust... Yeah, okay, he walks, he runs, he does this, and then the speed. And if you got right. the speed wrong, wrong like their yeah. legs would be kicking real fast and they moved real <laughs> slow. But um, my God, did I have fun with that thing. And it's the weirdest thing because, man, this is all rushing back to me. You just like opened up a part of my mind that hasn't been open for so long. Instead of trying to make my own Spider-Man adventures, I made Spider-Man the host of a late night talk show like space ghost that's yeah awesome. yeah that's exactly what i was trying to do was a space ghost kind of thing <laughs> that's awesome but you couldn't put actual audio dialogue everything was word bubbles okay. like in the comics and then uh yeah he'd have uh, his guests come out which were just the other characters from the spider-man universe and shit <laughs> but uh and with that running effect i always put like benny hill like chase scenes that's in awesome. <laughs> because <laughs> the, the feet kicking so fast right. already lended right. itself to it you know but yeah, man. Man, I haven't thought about that in years. That was, I mean, we used to kill hours doing stuff like that. It's yeah. just amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, a few other CD-ROMs. Did you have anything else to add really quick on that? No, no, no. You're fine. Go ahead. Because you have me just, like, you've opened my mind up. Uh, one was Aerosmith's Nine Lives album. You guys know that album? It had... Um, <sighs> Falling in Love is So Hard on the Knees, and I think it had Pink on it were the singles. Okay. Mm. okay. Uh, a 96, 97, 98-ish. That's right, yeah. Okay. When that CD came out, it had a CD-ROM bonus on it. You could put it in your computer, and it was GarageBand before GarageBand. You could play guitar, drums, bass, any part of the songs on that album on your computer keyboard, like, you know, and you the markers would come up and you'd have to hit them exact, just like GarageBand. I played that so much. That's awesome. So much. I probably played that more than I actually listened to that album, to be honest with you. But, I mean, you're listening to it while you play, so... Right. And then another one I had was, uh, that I still have around here somewhere, was Virtual Springfield. It was a complete, you drops you in Springfield, 3D walk in the streets of Dude, Springfield. that's awesome. It's not, like, total freedom like Grand Theft Auto, but, like, you have to, like, hit either... It's like, it's... Okay, you know on Google Maps when you drop the little person mm-hmm. in the yeah, street, yeah, how yeah. you have the arrows? That's what it was like. Well, still, though, I mean, that's... More For the than, time, it was right. the shit. The I, lay I never, of the land. Yeah. Yeah. And you could wander to Millhouse's house, go in, <laughs> fuck around in his room. You That's know, amazing. Go to the arcade. You know? I uh, I had something similar. I had a Chex Quest. I don't know. Did you guys <gasps> ever play that? Uh, was that the Doom? Yes. Mod? Yes. yes yeah. I, I didn't have it, but I remember it. And I think like the nerd or somebody played it Yeah, they it just did recently, um, which, I mean, my buddy and I used to play that. All the freaking time. Well, why wouldn't you? It's Doom. Yeah, yeah. With goo and everything. but And uh, masks to be okay for the parents to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're just shooting them with milk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was themed around a cereal for right. people who don't know. I mean, Chex, Chex Man, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was like his armor was the Chex... And what was? who were the bad guys? I don't... Like Flemoids or something? They're like green boogers. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if for being a free game and a box of cereal, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jake even uh, played that before. I think I remember him talking about yeah, that before. Yeah, because I remember the game. I don't remember the game. I remember Doom, but... Yeah, There's I been so hearing... many Doom mods. Yeah. I remember seeing one online that was all Seinfeld mods, like... <laughs> The walls were just lined with a picture of Jerry Seinfeld, like, tiled. It made no sense. And, like, I don't remember, like, what he would scream, but, like, the sound effect was the same sound effect. Just Jerry, like, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> something like that. Oh, how horrible. Why would you waste your time building that? Yeah. All right. Uh, my turn? Yes, sir. So, you know, aside from the books you mentioned already, the the collection of the funny strips made in bigger format mm-hmm. book form uh, I guess my next comic experience would come from a little IGA grocery store that used to be in uh, in town on the way to church we'd only ever stop <laughs> ironically enough Sunday mornings to get the Sunday paper <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't for the comics that just was an added bonus but uh, you know, you'd go in and it was an old, it's grocery stores long gone now, but one of the old ones you go in and two little tiny checkouts there and behind it was like an old style magazine rack. Okay. And there was one little sh- shelf there that had comics and they had, um, always the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, Captain Planet and the Planeteers and the Mighty Mutanimals. Okay. And, um, I, I, I would just like spend the week 
scrounging the house for quarters because <laughs> I was like the couch cushions. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> and um, after you'd find all those quarters and get that comic, it'd be like, okay, you know, I've got another. I've got seven more days to find. <laughs> you were already on your next. <laughs> yeah, like, I've got to think about how to get these quarters. You know, maybe they'll take pennies if I take a sock full of pennies in. <laughs> but no, uh, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures, you know, I was obviously already into the cartoon at that point. And man, those books were so good. But, I, you know, from what I remember, some of them were pretty fucking dark, too. Yeah. Again, they were angled more at the cartoon audience and they opened up the universe of the turtles like a lot of the action figures you saw that you didn't see in the cartoon found home in these comics okay mm. uh like uh the stingray guy i don't miss, i don't remember his name beta ray maybe what or was or race something? something yeah um, like the the belcher guy too that was on that i remember the him. turtles episode they had a couple of different people there was like the mosquito with like the fucked <clears throat> up like zigzag nose okay. mm. there was a whole bunch of them that came in there, but they introduced. There was an issue I still have somewhere a character by the name of Nall, I think it was. He was just this like bald Lex Luthor looking guy in like a Reservoir Dogs looking suit who had devil horns on his head. Wow. And very dark character. And he was somehow mixed up in some kind of voodoo and like these had these monsters attacking the turtles, but there was. Also, like a the harbinger of death and this like skeleton look. It was some dark shit for a kid's <laughs> comic. It's crazy, but um, it makes me want to dig it out now that I'm thinking about it. And this is all coming back to me. But those were good, good, good comics, and uh, I've kept them all these years. I still have the original ones That's from when awesome. I was a kid, and some of them are in pretty good condition. I've always kept care of my comics. That's good. But um, that and Captain Planet and the the Mutanimals was. Uh, it was when we started doing this show, uh, me, you, and Jeff, the first time mm-hmm. we went to Cincinnati. Uh, I think that's, he found it there, and I bought it for like 10 bucks, issue number one of Mutanimals. But I think I got I got it too, though. Maybe it was a variant, but I think I bought it too. Did you? I think, I know I have one. But it's... Uh, was it, this an older one that he found? Yeah, it's like from okay, the 80s. It was, all right, then, yeah, I bought it when they, they brought it back for like a couple quick issues, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we met the dude uh, when we went to, uh, what was that, like Tricon, and we Tricon, met the guy yeah. who wrote him. Yep, that's right. Forgot about that. No, that was a good series. And those characters still exist within the Turtle line. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just cool to see all these characters that had, had no home, you know, had their own book. Pigeon. That, uh, Pigeon Pete. Pigeon. He's a dumbass, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, but... Um, I love the mutant animals. It's just, again, it's like an offshoot of the turtles, that universe without having the turtles in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, 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 it's what if to can dare, if you will. There okay. You <laughs> <Fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I guess that's about it. I could talk more about Captain Planet, but there's really not much to say other than you would expect Captain Planet comics to be original stories, but they were straight rips of the episodes. I was going to say, was it? Okay. Before or during the show? Uh, during. Okay. During straight rips of the episode. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, I didn't care. <laughs> you know, but when I grew up, I was flipping through. I was like, this was just an episode. <laughs> yeah, I this remember is a rerun. This. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a paper rerun. <laughs> oh, shit. But anyway, Jack, we are back to you. I wish I could remember grocery stores having comic books. Because I don't know if they did. And I know they, they did. certainly in, did. In yeah. California, where I grew up. I don't remember them being there, but I know Jeff has talked about it, and he grew up in California, too, just mm-hmm. the next town over. So, 
Yeah. Uh, Walmart, I remember, used to carry comics. We didn't even have that. I didn't learn about Walmart until I came to Ohio. And what's fucked is they weren't even in the magazine section. They were in the toy department. Oh, wow. They were uh, they were in racks on end caps, okay. like hanging on the sides of end hmm. caps. Kind of like where like the long strips of they wanted like, you to lint hunt. rollers would hang yeah. or something. You know what I mean? They wanted you to hunt for that shit, huh? Uh, I guess, but it just seemed <laughs> it seemed silly to put them there. Okay, maybe kids are your target audience, but they got fucked up. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way you're making money on these things. Right. Two people pick them up, flip through them, and throw it at the back. It's destroyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. put it in the magazine area. But you know that. Then when I became came into junior high, that's how I got comics was through Walmart. On that end cap was the only place I was at at its mercy. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> that and I would have I probably would have known if I'd have saw them that the turtles started as a comic because i had no idea i'd love the turtles bought i had oh, yeah, all of them and stuff but i uh turned in or submitted my uh official ninja turtle fan club stuff and it came with a, just a small like quarter page size comic that was only a few pages i don't remember really? it though yeah I don't remember the, the comic at all, but it came with a bandana now, and a card. Okay, you just answered the question I was about to ask. Is this the same ba- uh, club that sent you the awesome bandana you spoke of? Yeah, but it wasn't. It was just a... It had the Ninja Turtles emblem. It was a purple bandana with the emblem. It was like a emblem. Karate Kid bandana more than a turtle. It was more like a handkerchief bandana. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like the Daniel Sun kind of thing, mm-hmm. like where it just goes across your forehead kind no, of thing. No, it was a big square, like a handkerchief oh. that had the Ninja Turtle logo printed all over the place oh. so it wasn't even really like a mask ninja turtle mask oh i see wow but then a card well that's it wasn't that great huh and then they never called me for anything so it's official shit i guess <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> man yeah i never knew the turtles were a comic until years after mm-hmm. uh, you know liking them but obviously i mean this cartoons are like crack when you're a kid aren't they right yeah i just oh, thought yeah. it was a special thing that came you know oh well it came with a comic book cool like it was a made, the toys came first, the comic came. Gotcha. Just because something extra. Well, it's it. funny because, you know, as a kid, when you find out, well, yeah, they, they come from comics. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go to that grocery store I just spoke of. There's TMNT <laughs> Adventures on the Archie label. I was like, oh, these are the comics, you know? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> but other than grocery stores and comics, it's not necessarily a comic for my next part of the comics that made me but more of an artist because going what as a teenager jim lee was a big deal mm, jim lee's always a big just deal. his style of art is i don't know that's always stuck that like that, that that is the x-men his artwork oh absolutely okay. everything <laughs> yeah. about them is straight up x-men and there's one kid that in one of my classes i don't know if he just had a good hand and was able to draw or if jerk traced everything but he would sit there in class and he'd have sketches of stuff that was jim lee style print wow awesome. and a lot of kids made fun of him yeah you're fucking copying that no i'm not that's that's, that's but i don't know awesome. if he which what she was or not but yeah hmm. I mean, jim lee with his super hairy detailed sharp claws wolverine uh yeah wasn't he one of the founders of image too Pretty sure he was. I'm not sure about that. I will not confirm or deny. <laughs> Pretty sure he is. <laughs> to the internet. Yes. Really? Cool. Yes, he was one of the image founders. Yes, he is one of the founders. Of <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But, uh, so anything Jim Lee, huh? 
Yeah, any, pretty anything, much. Anything stand out? Any standout books or Wildcats? I think he did too. That's oh, another okay. big one. Just something about the way that the characters are drawn. I don't know what it is. Maybe because they were so ripped in muscles. I mean, they usually always are. But right. I don't remember Wildcats. Didn't they, they make were... a, TV, a cartoon series? On they that? did have a cartoon okay. for a real okay. short. I've got a couple of their comics and that was some a... of those. 80s comics are so word heavy. It's so yeah. hard. Man, I just uh, not only word heavy, but it's like a ton of uh, dialogue to read yeah. over a shit ton of detail in the art. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's again, you know, at that same era, you're getting just rippling biceps, like <laughs> guns with thirty barrels, and yeah. over the top, over the top. But and they were a real weird, obscure type mutant heroes. I can't remember any of their names. I remember one was Grifter. I can't remember what his Grifter. power was. Didn't he have like a red like red cowl hood. or something? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Man, everything you guys are saying sounds familiar. I'd have to look him up. <laughs> I think there was like a purple and green dude that looked kind of like, like the Hulk, but he had like spikes on his shoulders or something yep. too, right? Yeah, I can't um, I can't for the life of me remember what he was. One guy named was Spartan. He was kind of the leader. Okay. And then there was a chick, of course. Of course. Yeah. Probably very busty chick. <laughs> And then of there was course, a little kid type one. No, like Actually, every anime, they always has some little kid type okay. oh. teammate. <laughs> All right, Randy. So kind of going along the lines of your earlier comment about comics being a little bit darker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> one of my earlier comics I got after I kind of got into them after the uh, X-Men CD, um, I got Iron Man number 291, which is the first time that like Iron Man and War Machine fought together. Um, and, uh, I just remember reading that and they were fighting off like, um, droids fighting off like robots, I think probably from hammer along one of those storylines. I don't remember. I don't have the comic anymore, but, uh, Iron Man was being controlled remotely because Tony had like some type of, I think he was paralyzed or something in that storyline. And he was like mentally controlling the Iron Man suit. But at the end of the comic, like him and Rhodey got into a huge fight about, I think it was like his alcoholism and just, it was just that total. Sounds about like, right. And mm-hmm. like Rhodey just walked off, like I'm done. And I remember reading that as a kid, like, you know, used to Power Rangers, used to all these like teams with synergy and, you know, you stand up for each other and you just left. You guys have the same different colored suits. Like you can't leave. <laughs> like, yeah. it just blew my mind that, you know, it was a lot more real, mm. you know, like adult oriented, I guess. Yeah. As far as like things can happen, right? Yeah. It's not always a happy ending, is it? Yeah, because uh, then Rhodey assumed the role of Iron Man for quite a while as Tony tried to get his shit together. Okay, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. I've got I've got some Rhodey Iron Man books around here somewhere. Okay, somewhere I'd have to dig them up, but I think I do. I think I do. That's cool. You know, like that uh, Stormtrooper helmet I got. They've got the Iron Punisher. I've Ooh. seen it. I saw it this weekend actually. <laughs> That's awesome, but. Pricey. Yeah. Pricey. Give it a year or so. Huh? Give it a year or so. It'll, it'll I, I need more up. shelf space anyway. Yeah. I don't know where I'd put that in, other than just sitting in here wearing it. <laughs> Say, wear it, man. Just wear it. What's up? <laughs> yeah. I'd have a lot of explaining to do. All right. Uh, <laughs> just editing the episode. Iron Man helmet. This is going to be a real good episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess for me, you know, like I said, first exposure being the strip books you mentioned, then the TMNT Adventures, Captain Planet, Mutanimals. After that would be uh, the Fox Afternoon, what brought me back mm. into comics. You okay. know, 
when I was thinking about it, though, the other day, you know, Batman, the animated series, is probably the definitive thing to okay. come, right, out of that, would yep, you say? Right, uh, yeah. Over X-Men is probably the next looked at, and then Spider-Man probably under that. Those were like the three, yeah. The, the, the three pinnacle. Easy, yeah. But Batman never had me rushing to a comic store. Okay. Batman never made me want to go buy comics. Mm-mm. It wasn't until uh, Spider-Man that made me want to go get Spider-Man comics for some reason, which I can't wrap my head around. I don't know why, if I was susceptible to one, why I wouldn't have been teaming for Batman comics. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't finding what you know something close to what I was seeing on the screen because I know there was a time there those Batman comics were really fucking obscure. Okay. Really obscure and uh, hard to follow, especially at that age, you know, when you're just wanting a copy of what you're seeing on the on the TV. But... Um, I anyway, I got my first Spider-Man comic during that run, which I've talked about on the show before. But it was uh, part four of four of uh, Carnage. What was it during the Clone Saga? Ben okay. Riley, mm-hmm. the the um, I can never remember his Spider-Man's name. Sorry, Chris, the if you're listening. Scarlet Spider. Thank you. Uh, he had Carnage okay. and thought. There's nowhere safe. I can put this symbiote. He's just going to get loose again. Okay. I'm going to keep him inside myself. I will hold on to him. like Kind of like Frodo in the ring. It'll be my curse okay. to hold mm, this thing. Okay. It might mess with me in my head, but that's, you know. And by the end of that issue, he finds out a bad mistake, you know, <laughs> obviously. But he um, tries to wear it. And you can see him, like, try, stopping a mugging in the alley. And he's beating these people within an inch of his life. And in his head... He can see what he'd like to be doing and his hands turning to razors and just gutting them and their entrails pouring oh, out. Geez. But he knows that he uh, can't do that. So, you know, it's constant turmoil and fighting with the suit. And like after he, you know, wards these robbers off, the woman whose purse was trying to get snatched walks up to thank him. And you see, like, I'll never forget this. You see the... He's like, get out of here, just go before I hurt you. And she's like, you won't hurt me, you just save me. I just wanted to thank you. And like, while his head is still down looking away from her, the symbiote's face pulls off of his and goes toward her and says, I said go! It was so freaking cool. (laughs) And I, I think, I guess that's, there are two or three scenes from that book itself that have just stuck with me. In my head. Like, I can still see him as if they were laying in front of me right now. When he confronts those robbers, the way he's kind of, like, hanging in his own red webbing in that alley is tight. Mm. It's so cool. And, again, I feel like that era of Spider-Man got a bad rap. And I'm not saying all the story story writing was great, but, shit, you sure as hell can't say that now. (laughs) You know, Dan Slott, and I'm not throwing any shade, because he writes good shit. But as as often as he writes good stuff, he can write something that will also push me away. And I feel like Spider-Man's kind of always been like that. Haven't I said that? I mean, Spider-Man's a wave. You know, you can't just write it the whole way. You kind of go in and out of it. You know, That's how I did with with Amazing Spider-Man after... What was it, the when he was Doc Ock? Yes, Oops. the Superior. Superior, yeah, I jumped in on that, and then it went for a little bit in through Spider-Verse, and then all of a sudden it kind of fell flat. That was when the Renew Your Vows stuff started coming. Renew Your Vows was really good. I enjoyed that. And that was kind of like a splinter thing, too. That wasn't even really playing into that storyline no. at the time. But uh, I enjoyed that. But yeah, it was quickly after that that uh, where Silk came into the picture, and then 
he was hot and heavy with her and then so much happened all at the same time because that was all at the same time superior was happening during spider-verse during silk because all those characters came together yeah if you remember and then there was a like a free comic book day one off that showed uh, it was kind of like a teaser i guess to people who were reading superior spider-man because where superior spider-man got pulled into that universe where he saw Peter Parker Spider-Man from 616 leading the charge, you know, mm. leading all the other Spider-Man. Yeah. He goes, wait a minute. Peter Parker's in his body up there, and that's a later version. He goes, I inevitably fail keeping this body. Man, I, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I feel so bad. In a nutshell, what I'm talking about, there was a comic series, Superior Spider-Man, where Dr. Octopus put his mind inside Peter Parker and operated... Uh, assume as Spider Man, Peter Man. Parker, mm-hmm. yeah, and thought that he could just be the superior Spider Man and live his life out as s- such. But what I'm talking about when he was pulled into that reality and saw Peter Parker got his body back, he knows he inevitably fails. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry, <laughs> about comics, that. everybody. What a tangent. <laughs> but no, so that my yeah, just what an impression that first Spider Man comic left on me in an era that most people just write off. You know what I mean? Right. Not that I'm seeing some beauty in it that others don't, but <laughs> I just think, you know, beauty's in the eyes of the beholder, well, wherever you find it. Cool yeah. you found something to latch on to. Yeah, and yeah, I can still see panels from that. This the, the last scene of that comic was a huge fight between Spider-Man and Carnage, but it okay. all took place in the mind. That's awesome. All in the head. So, like, I don't know, you see them, like, battling each other, but it's in this, like, weird-looking hellscape, kind of, like, all red filter. It's so neat-looking. That's awesome. Very cute. I remember when Carnage came, it was a Spider-Man versus Carnage on Super Nintendo? The red cartridge? Oh, yeah. Maximum Carnage. That's what it was, yeah. My friends had that, and I'm like, who is this guy? Because I had no idea who Carnage was then. Yeah. Well, he's, he's the symbiote. He's the big baddie. Yeah. I didn't really know too much about Venom yet, either then, too. Other yeah. than he was just a big black guy, but other than what he was and all that. You know, <laughs> big black Spider-Man looking yeah. wannabe guy. Yeah, he was. All right. Well, what do we do next, guys? Another Ask Dave, or do there we just we do go. Ask Heroes? Dave. Another Ask Dave? Do you want to do Ask Dave and then jump into Heroes? Yeah, so was, yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right, so here's another Ask Dave real quick. He can be naughty and nice and still get presents. It's Ask Dave. Do you enjoy Christmas shopping? Fuck no. <laughs> nope, nope. I hate it. Oh, me either. What do you hate about it? The crowds mm-hmm. and the lines that check out. Mm-hmm. It takes forever. And, you know, you can get your shopping done, like, you know, say roughly 20 minutes. You know how guys are when they shop. Well, yeah, we we know what we want when we're going in the store. We beeline straight for it, grab it, pay for it, and we're out, right? Yep. But at Christmas time, you got to dodge all the fucking welfare fucking families. And then, (laughs) you know, yelling at their kids because they got eight of them fucking Mm -hmm. not behaving. Yep. And then you get it in line they're acting like goddamn brats, you know. <laughs> Fuck it. I go, I'll go. I'll go at two or three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's the best thing to do. It is. There ain't nobody there except people stalking the shelves, and there ain't no fucking rugrats there, <laughs> crying, screaming. You know. Yeah. 
Man, when I grew up, man, when you told no, that's it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask no more. Yeah, that's exactly right. And now you got these kids, fuck, you know, kids having eight kids, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do something about it. Uh, Merry fucking Christmas, right? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Don't wonder Dave is not someone you're going to cross paths with during Black Friday, is he? <laughs> no, no. And not at who all. could hardly blame the guy? I, I surely don't. I mean, Cyber Cyber Mondays and the internet's have kind of put a uh, damper on Black Fridays, right? You don't mm-hmm. see the crowds and the masses like you used to. And I'm not a morning person either, so just getting up early to stand in a line, it, hell no. No. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I right. don't need a 70 inch TV that bad. I mean, right. All right, guys. Well, well, speak for yourself, Jack. <laughs> I would like one, but I'm not going to have to All right. fight a mob. We're going to now jump into a segment before we go before we continue going around talking about the comics that made us. Since we don't have a guest this week, we're going to stop right now and do a segment we haven't done in a long time called Real World Heroes. Randy. Who have we got this week? Well, we've got two candidates, gentlemen. Mm. Uh, first one is from the UK, a plumber in the British town of Burnley named James Anderson. Basically uh, was helping out a 91-year-old uh, terminally ill grandmother and uh, did a bunch of work for her and pretty much said, charge her nothing if she ever has any problems, get, get with me and I'll get it taken care of and just get her through the holidays. So Okay. There you go. Why can't more people do that? They can, but I can't laugh at that. That's too yeah. nice. That's too nice. Mm-hmm. Good on you. What was his name? Uh, James. James Anderson. James Anderson. What a noble guy. Mm-hmm. Fixing plumbing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got, Randy? All right. <laughs> All right. So the second one, uh, an eight-year-old boy from Maryland is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead don't Pay no attention to me An 8 year old boy from Maryland is helping veterans uh, Get back on their feet uh, With care packages uh, What's his name? Tyler Stallings I guess I got nothing <laughs> Sorry Very, very, very noble things here But I, I, I can't uh, I just can't rip on those people no. They're doing too good of things How old so, is he, 15? 8 Oh, okay. you need you, <laughs> next time. Look for heroes, maybe that are easy targets for being made fun of. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm fucking with you, Randy. What about that Daniel Radcliffe thing? I got that right here. What, 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 what is that again? Well, I guess uh, Harry Potter, aka Daniel Radcliffe, or maybe the other way around. He came to the aid of a, mud, a mugging victim a couple years back. He throw a wand at him, or what? Well, uh, <laughs> some guy. Uh, was attacked by two people on a moped It snatched his bag before riding off and I guess a lot of other people saw it happen but Daniel Radcliffe came over to him and was like hi I'm Daniel Radcliffe okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the news story says I thought it was actually he did more but actually he he asked if he was okay and introduced him he was. I just walked away yeah Hi, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. Hi, I'm TV's Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> you might know me from movies such as Harry Potter. I don't really have a and star. Harry Potter 2. <laughs> Harry Potter 3 and 4. <laughs> wow, 
That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Way to upstage me, man. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> that was a few years back, though, you said? It's right? 2017, 2017, I guess. Yeah. Well, shit, at least my stuff was current, damn it. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm starting to see why we quit this segment. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on with the comics that made us? Yeah, let's let's go. move on. Let's do such. Jack, back to you. I've talked about this one before. After uh, Batman, Mike Michael Keaton's Batman came out, my dad surprised me with a... Mm. I, I wish I had it, man. I, I don't remember if it was an omnibus or it was just like a collection through the years of Batman comics, which mm. started out with like just clips of the old Batman oh. serial Okay, I always thought you were talking about like an adaptation of the movie to comic. No, it was just a thick, probably I see three hundred page book that had a bunch of different comic book stories of them through the years. But yeah, through the the creepy Batman serial, with a really long, big pointy. little cone pointy things. Yeah. yeah, with that one, and then back when like the early what probably sixties. When he just had the gray suit and black bird on his mm. chest, driving the the Batmobile with just the face on the very front. Okay, it's like a fucking Packard or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which those ones were pretty cool. And then getting into the newer ones, and then he ended up having the black or the yellow circle with the bat insignia, and he was way more menacing looking. I never liked the yellow circle. Never have I liked the yellow circle. I always grew up, always grew up and saw it. But once they started switching back to just the black on gray, it. It, it does look way better. Mm. I just, yeah, I love, I love like the Frank Miller looking bat or like the, mm-hmm. the animated series last season, like where it's just the bat on his chest. Okay. Yeah. And like, you know, that Michael Keaton one, like the way the wings look, don't look like bat wings, you know? They, no, there they, was something the way that that insignia looked at. It was weird. It was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird, but. And it trying was to badass, be, don't get me wrong. The Dark Knight, he's supposed to be all stealthy with this big goddamn yellow circle on his chest and <laughs> yeah. yellow belt, too. Doesn't work out. Or no. a cow where you can't even turn your head. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. That's what I liked about the Christian Bale one, is that he made it more like a helmet. And mm. not only that, they address it. He yeah. goes, what can I do for you, Mr. Wayne? Oh, I'd like to actually turn my head. <laughs> yeah, so that, that would be a big plus in my world. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's when I the with that book too. That's the first time I ever saw Deadshot. And oh really? Okay. Like Silver Hood, and he was like silver and red or something like mm-hmm. that with the big target reticle on his eye. Yeah. And that story, I can't remember exactly what happens, but there was something about the way he looked. He just looked badass because I mean he was a great ass sniper. And then he goes see Suicide Squad, and it's Will Smith <laughs> with his pimp hat. Even though I guess that's t- kind of comic accurate. You know, but I, at the same I can't time, even say Will Smith did a bad job. He just was himself. He just right. kind of played Will Smith. You yeah. know, he just, yeah. I didn't see a lot of variation into that character. But that movie, I, it, Will Smith could have done everything perfectly and that movie wouldn't have saved him. No, his performance. No. That movie was hot shit <laughs> on a plate. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my other one is that Batman book. Yeah. And that's what got me in, well, you know, starting to watch. I, since I had no idea where the, to buy comics when I was a kid, and those came out, and then I moved to Ohio. Sure. Really had no idea. So then that's when the X-Men showed up and saved me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. And that brings us back to Randy. So my third or fourth pick here of the comics that made me, um, the Uncanny X-Men Annual Number 17, which... 
I thought it was a Pizza Hut exclusive, but I must have been a false memory. But uh, it was the first Pizza day- Hut sold turtle tapes, not X Men. Well, you know what? <laughs> they had X Men stuff too. Right? They had all kinds <laughs> of shit. They, they, weren't they the ones that did the Land Before Time hand puppets too? Possibly Pizza Hut. I think. Oh, they yeah. were. Well, they used to do like comics. Like they had like X Men comics. Oh, I'm sure they did a lot of different things. Right. That is the only point I'm making. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, it was the debut of the Executioner, the dude that had like the blue like face cowl and like the big like laser scythe or whatever. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't think he was around long, but uh, I just remember at the end of that comic, like you see a picture of like Colossus. He got like the shit beat out of him, and he's like cut down the middle with like half of him still being like metal and the other half like pink. Mm. Oh, like wow. they like freaking flayed him. And I mean, I was only probably first or second grade at the time and i knew that just like it was the first like real violent like thing i'd seen done in a comic to like a major character like that so that was just kind of like whoa always sticks with you when it's the main characters getting tore up never thought they could before yeah you guys are just unlocking so many memories (laughs) because something you just said makes me think of it and i don't even remember what it was but um i remember you know when you're kids, you're you're going where your parents are going, and my parents went to a like a dinner party with some of their friends, and so my, me and my sister were there, being entertained by the kids there. And uh, the dude took me up to his room, and he was showing me all of his comic books, and I I don't remember if it was like Marvel versus DC or Marvel versus who it was, but it was. Boy, it was a force to be reckoned with, and I don't as much as little as I remember of the comic. I will never forget like that double page spread of all the heroes just laying dead, but graphic. Like the one thing I remember is Spider Man's rib cage being ripped straight up out of his like, chest. Jesus, like, very graphic shit. And like I, I, I wish I could remember what that was. That was an Infinity War, was it? Uh, I don't think Infinity War was that graphic. No, this would have been after Infinity War. Okay. You mean just Infinity Gauntlet? Where yeah, wherever like all of them got like wiped out at the end before Like in the in the Infinity Gauntlet, I don't even think it really showed like a lot of the heroes disappearing. It just did they didn't do a lot of real uh, And then the heroes just kinda one by one started coming to space to confront Thanos and then he started killing them off that way. Yeah, I think that's what I'm referring to. Is like you saw like Spider Man get like no, to a bloody pulp and no, okay. no. This was not that. This was not that. That was before they started really getting into good detail in comics, wasn't it? Because Infinity War, I think, uh, I mean, Infinity, was still kind of it was oldish. still a little bit, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, it's like this that cross between this would have been, I'd say, late '80s, early '90s. Okay, so okay. that level of detail, you know what I mean? Okay, <laughs> over the top, but um. After I don't know how I could even find that, how I could even begin to search for that book with that being the only detail. Spider Man, Spider Man, <laughs> <laughs> never know, it might come up. Uh, I'll give it a shot sometime. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I'm sorry, that was that was your pick, right? No, that was you. That was me. Yep. All right. Well, no, I was piggybacking on. Sorry, somebody. no, yes, yeah, that you was, were talking yeah. about the annual. Yes, sorry, the graphic. Yeah, it's your turn, man. Okay, I've been talking my ass off on this one. <laughs> um. In 2006, I had broken my arm really bad, and I wasn't able to work, and I was laid up. Uh, doctor's orders, wasn't allowed to do much of anything for about three months, okay. and this you lucky duck got me back into comics, because I had nothing else to do. Okay. 
And this was right when Civil War was starting initially, Ooh. the very first uh, 2006 Civil War. And um, obviously everyone knows what the Civil War is now with the movies being out and stuff. But uh, I can't even tell you like how important that storyline and everything happening around it was while I was laid up and couldn't do shit. Like, it, <laughs> it was so cool because I was like fatigued so bad. Like I... I'd be like, well, who cares? I just have my arm in a cast. I'd get in my car and head to town. And boy, wipe you out. 40 yeah. minutes in, I would be like, I got to go home and get in bed. <laughs> like, I can't, because your body's just like, all of its energy is going to healing. Yeah, you. right. It was a bad break, you know? But yeah, the, that comic got me through. That really did. That whole series and all the splinter things that happened around it. Okay. Like, I've got, what, like six or seven long boxes. I bet one of those long boxes is just the Civil War stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> or close to. But anywho, back to Jack. I think that's all I've got for you. That's all you've got? Yep. What are you? So the last one I have, um, I had got out got out of comics for a while, and I was uh, really heavy into video games. I remember walking through Bueller's one day, because that was right down from our house's local grocery store. Bueller. Yep. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. And they had the magazine rack, and I remember looking over and seeing a comic, and there was a blue Thor Superman hybrid on the front of this comic and I'm like what the hell and I walk over and look at it and they had it was by Amalgam Comics and they did a DC and Marvel crossover like a four four part called Ultimate Access and on the front of this cover of this comic it was the fourth one in the series and it was like a combination of Thor and Blue Superman they had Ant-Man and Green Lantern mm. Um, Jean Grey and Black Canary and just I've got a picture out of my phone but it was uh, I mean it was just crazy and it was the whole the whole uh, plot of this story was this character Access could like walk between universes and then like Darkseid and Thanos I think got involved and Jesus like, Christ it was like horrible. comic like amalgams of the superheroes versus amalgams of the the bad guys and it was it was really cool and i just remember my mind ble- being blown um just that yeah. there was a crossover series that was both dc and marvel characters that's pretty cool i can't see gene gray and black canary really getting together and making a cool character i mean she's just cool in herself being able to do whatever with her mind who cares if she could scream at you right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but still I like the concept, though. Yeah, that yeah. is tight. And that's... Remember there was a, Stan Lee uh, did his take on Batman, Superman, and stuff like that. I mean... Yeah. They uh, were far different cries from what mm-hmm. we know, aren't they? <laughs> anyway, uh, one last comic I have here. <laughs> I can't even say it's a comic that's made me, but it's a comic that's made me happy to bring to the table every time I bring, because it just... I think it irritates everyone a little bit, maybe. At least unless my hope. But I have found more issues of the human fly! That's the one that I was thinking of earlier, <laughs> yes. And if we have any diehard uh, listeners out there, I, yeah, I love to <laughs> root through dump bins, you know, like the unpopular comics to see what you can find. And I found, what, four issues of the human fly, mm-hmm. which I talked to three of which were on the show. The fourth I did at a live show. Uh, just so I could tell the audience about the wonder that is the human fly. It's a real guy. 
Sure is. Rick Roger. <laughs> uh, he was a real dude. Uh, he might still be alive. I'm not sure. But in 1971, on a lonely North Carolina highway, on a head-on car crash, cost a young driver his family, which is true, and very nearly his life. Hardly a bone in his body remained unbroken. His doctors were sure that he would never move again. But he triumphed over his disability and went on to become the wildest superhero of all because he's real. The human fly. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, all really happened. And this dude uh, was a Canadian stunt devil who was trying to uh, compete with and uh, upstage Evil Knievel, yeah. which never happened. After okay. a few of his stunts, he got he was lucky to walk away. I mean, this <laughs> the dude, airplane one. Oh man, that I was, just can't even imagine. <laughs> But then the crashing, like, he jumped a bunch of buses and just wiped out at the end. He's like, all right, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, these comics are always very over the freaking top because they're based just around this this real-life stunt devil. And um, what was it? Like, there was one, he was jumping a snowmobile over a gorge, and while he was doing so, he saw a bear attacking a blind boy. So he jumped from the... <laughs> Just Jesus. over the top kind of campy it's shit. It's always stuff that's going on at a, a competition, or not a competition, yeah. but a show it's he's got to be do. happening around his show. Yeah. And why are his shows attracting so much low life? Mm. Like so many, so many criminals. But anyway, this, um, this one I have here is called The Human Fly. It's the, the number 10. I, I went and bought some comics this weekend and was, found three more issues that I had never had. Three. That's Can you believe crazy. that? When you usually go and find them, do you buy what what you can find there and that's it? Oh, yeah. There's I, never any more? Oh, I don't leave them. I don't leave them behind. If I find that's Human Fly, I take them coming up. I know. Like, Jamie's like, this fly, I found another one. This will be gone. Jeremy will come over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I, when we were at that con, I was looking for more, but I never found any hmm. because I, they're all in the dollar bin in someone's fucking basement. Wasn't there? I think I found a couple at bit uh, that new Comic Town. Really? But I think they were expensive, I think. I don't I, don't, I can't really? remember. Yeah, like 10 bucks or 5 bucks. Fuck like. that. Yeah. No. Fuck who, that. Who released that? Was that like a mainline release? Marvel. Or? Marvel wow. did these, okay. yeah. These were Marvel releases for show, for show. This That's is 1978, crazy. this one right here. But uh, this one, is it's it's a it's dark as a dungeon down in the mine is the name of this one. Starts out with, uh, of course... Uh, crowds gathered at a human fly <laughs> show where he's jumping off a high dive into a little pool and everyone's like, oh, I've seen this trick done before. But what they don't know is that the human fly has a spring-loaded platform in the bottom of said pool that when he dives in, will shoot him right the fuck back up to his platform. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Ignoring all laws of physics and gravity, <laughs> he, does, he pulls off said stunt and, you know, amazes the hillbillies standing by that weren't amazed just minutes before. <laughs> Hey, Bobby. He took my curb. <laughs> but uh, so what is happening at this event nearby? You see an old man arguing with uh, <laughs> the, the the operators of the mine he works at, coal mine, okay? <laughs> and he's, he's arguing with the guys who run it because they're shutting down the mine he works in. Mm. And they're like, well, we just have to cut costs, you know, we're just doing it uh, for the county, blah, blah, blah. Well, it comes to find out they're shutting it down because it doesn't meet federal regulation. Mm. And they got to shut it down and just deem it um, unfit before the federal inspectors get there. Well, it's just safety. Yeah. Or the whole operation will get shut down. Right. 
And this dude's salty. And I now that I'm saying this all out loud, I don't understand his point. It seems like you'd want to go the way of, <laughs> of the bosses if you want to keep your job. But what do I know? I, I haven't worked in a mine. Or attended a human fly expose. True that, Randy. <laughs> True that. So uh, anyway, <laughs> the human fly is at an event. And at the same event, he's on stage, he's talking to the audience, and he's, he looks out over the audience and sees uh, the old man who was just raising hell saying, you know, you're costing me my job, get in the truck with his son and take off. And when he does so, this great big tough guy with a gun in his pocket takes off after him. And again, this is all, this fly sees all this happening Mid-jump. With no knowledge of these people or just... <laughs> just no context. Without, he looks through all the people looking at him and chanting his name and sees problems, you know. And uh, But he sees this dude with a gun, and just because he has a gun, I guess he, he has dubbed him Death. He calls him Death. I figured whose hip pocket bulges ominously with dot, 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 Death. Oh, boy, that's... It's quite a sentence right there. <laughs> That's uh, quite a mental image if you're... Uh... So what the what the fly is, or excuse me, what, what the old man and uh, the son are planning to do is to go out there and perform this inspection themselves so they can report it to the federal people before these guys have a... Again, it doesn't make sense to me why they want to do this. I'm sure I must have got some details skewed because surely they wouldn't be... Right? I don't know. There's a page missing or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So while they're in the mine, here comes uh, the the, the guy, the bulging pocket guy, <laughs> who sets up TNT. He's going to blow the mine shut to shut them in there to shut them up. Can we write Marvel and make sure if they ever redo that, that's the name of one of the supervillains is the bulging pocket? <laughs> <laughs> and while this guy's setting up the the TNT, Human Fly and his his agent and all his, his people there have figured out what's happening. They've jumped on the human fly tour bus, and they're in great pursuit of these people <laughs> at the mine. And as he's about to push down the toggle to blow the mine, here comes the human fly bus. And out of the bus jumps the human fly, knocking him uh, away from the toggle. And then <laughs> the fly runs into the mine to rescue the old man and his son. Well... That just leaves the agent and producer and the bus Rose. driver to to wrestle with this the guy who has two hooks for hands for some reason. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm just now noticing that he has hooks on both hands. How is he operating a gun or a toggle for that matter? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he had uh, prosthetics. Shit, I gotta on reload. And fell off. <laughs> so um, in their in their little fight, they kick him over. On to the taco. Oh. And the mine blows with the human fly and the two people inside. Damn roadies. Can never trust them. No. Can't trust them. Can't trust them at all. So the human fly uh, gets himself up and he wanders into the cave a little bit and finds the old man and his son. The old man just clinging to life after the explosion. And uh, the son is like, well, you know what? I think there's a back way out this tunnel. I used to play in these tunnels when I was a kid. A hit. So Fly didn't do shit there, really. I mean, essentially, yeah. the only thing Fly's done in this comic is got Just himself stuck. Problems, yeah. He got himself fucking stuck. He's getting, he's getting, putting himself where he shouldn't be. And yeah. destroyed a mine inadvertently. And inadvertently, his, you're right, his crew destroyed a fucking mine. Mm -hmm. Which is helping the bad the guy. Villains work, he's doing himself. the villain's yeah. work. <laughs> Fly, come on, man. 
Jesus Christ. So uh, so he's like, all right, well, I guess we have no choice but to follow uh, Jethro's idea of crawling out the back of the mine. His name really wasn't Jethro. I was going to say, sure. that's amazing. That's the vibe you get from him. So the fly puts the old man over his shoulder and they take off the back, you know, the, the shaft the other way. And while they're outside, the, uh, the mine shaft owners pull up with a bunch of Tommy guns and they're like... Oh, we have all these witnesses here, you see? Now we have to kill you, kill you all, you see? Yeah, so they uh, line them up at the bus. And you know how villains do. Right before they kill you, they tell you their fucking plans. Huh? yeah. So while this is happening, one of the one of the, the roadies or whatever reaches <laughs> in and flips on the CB to in, in the bus. Mm-hmm. And so the villains are now effectively saying their whole plan... Through the CB, which is broadcasting (laughs) back at the show. (laughs) And so you see a bunch of hillbillies run to their trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Rabble, 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 rabble. (laughs) And they say... Get to your trucks, boys. We got us a killing to stop. No. And you see a bunch of like El Caminos tearing down oh dirt God. road. <laughs> Do you see why I love these yep. books? That is amazing. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so you get you get to the end, and what happens here? A human fly in the sun again, still dragging this man's corpse through this this fucking cave here. And the super the superhero who's done jack shit to this point. One thing he has done is they're in the cavern and they have to go underwater to get out at one point. And while he's under there, he stops to make out tenderly with the old man. Oh, gave him a <laughs> gave him breath air. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it. It looks like there's some heavy tongue in that mm. air exchange happening. Mr. Fly, we're just in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But what uh, at the end, you know, the townspeople show up. They beat up all the, uh, the the mine owners who were there to kill everyone with the Tommy guns. And uh, essentially, Day is saved with no help from the human fly. But I would call that a the most accurate human fly book I've read thus far, right? <laughs> yeah. That one sounds like that one's actually plausible. Yeah. No blind kids being attacked by bears. Maybe no. the guy with hook hands. Maybe. Uh, maybe one. I mean, hand. you gotta have some fucking salt and pepper in here somewhere, <laughs> yeah. man, right? Right? But I'm stoked on that. Stoked on that. It's That's dark as one, a yeah, dungeon down in the mine. I love these fucking books. <laughs> they are the best. And there's two more. I have two more, gentlemen. Man. High wire to heaven. Oh boy. <laughs> and Doomsday dawns at night with special guest star Daredevil joins oh, the human what? fly in this one. Number really? nine. Oh, number man. nine. Number nine. Is Daredevil actually number doing nine. something and he just happens to be there in the background? Or? Well, you know he's doing more than the fly is. Well, yeah. Making you know out with old men underwater. But it's definitely, it's definitely the Daredevil. Oh, wow. Sure is, yeah. Looks like he's saving someone. I just wonder if like the whoever was writing Daredevil might have been put on the job of writing the human fly too like, <laughs> gotta get him boost him a little bit you make this shit interesting dude that's the, the ratings start going down so they gotta throw in a team up yeah <laughs> but I'm excited for this high wire to heaven first off the name just is awesome a play off Michael Landon's old highway to heaven yeah. show back in the 90s <laughs> but man human fly just always a treat always a fucking treat that's awesome and I think that's what you call an episode, gentlemen. That's it. So, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show high, 
You can see how oh, show likes, <laughs> show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch, uh, check out some of our YouTube videos. And if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. There it is. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. And uh, we'd love to know what comics made you guys and the stories behind them. So feel free to hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to hit us up and let us know the comics that made you. Mm-hmm. Love to know that. And uh, if you want to support the show, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash CandarePod or just find the link there at CandarePodcast.com to become a patron. For $5 a month, you can get access to the Candare Patreon pod, which... Well, this month marks two years we've been doing. That's Damn. 24 episodes that are up there. And uh, next week, we're taking the week off as we're going to be getting ready for the Christmas episode. But in that Ooh. week off, going to be posting the very first Patreon episode we ever did, which we uh, make our very own unconventional Christmas playlist. And this was before Randy was on the show yep. here with us. But um, we're going to be getting a lot of his picks, I think, in the, the Christmas episode this year. So. Sweet. I'm excited for that, and uh, you guys should be excited for that unconventional playlist because I, I actually made it a playlist on my iPod uh, f- for Christmas one year, and I tell you what, it was a good little listen. It's a good little listen. Some, I mean, except for the uh, never thought psycho I'd, part, but well, never thought I'd put the Cure in a Christmas <laughs> yeah, playlist. Too, but yeah. uh, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so you have that to look forward to, and again. Um, we're overhauling that Patreon page. We're going to be putting that Star Wars radio adventure on there. We did uh, Edge of the Empire, which is a lot of fun. Uh, hope you guys enjoy that and much more to come. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, gentlemen, what am I forgetting? Anything? So if you guys like the sultry tones of Jack and Jeremy but don't like me, mm. listen to What If. Uh, handle topics like what if the Thanos snap was real? What mm-hmm. if Bigfoot existed? And I think if you go to your podcast player of choice and search What If or Candy Air Productions, it'll pull it up. Search What If Series. What If okay. will bring up a yep. bunch of different shows, but What If Series seems to bring us up, or Candy Air Productions, as Randy said, mm-hmm. and that'll bring this and that show up. Why not a little this and that? There you go. You know? I think that's going to do it for this week. It's been a lot of fun. I enjoy yep, talking about fun. comics. Mm-hmm. We need to do that more often. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It's in yeah. the name. Yeah. It's in the <laughs> fucking name. Until then, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Dory. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, Joey, the pond's frozen. Watch me ice skate. Wait, come back. The ice could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly walk back to the edge. Stop, you'll break through the ice. Snow job! Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job, how'd you get your name? Um. G.I. Joe! Real world heroes. I almost said what it was, but then I realized that there was. Yeah. Real <laughs> world heroes. Jack. Or who has it? Me. Okay. Do what? Food and missile. Show highlights. <laughs> oh, behave. Guest in. Tr- You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. 
Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.